0: Hi guys, my name's Ian and I'm the head coach at Tri Club. and today I've got another couple of guests from the amazing state of California, specifically in San Diego. We've got the owner of Milestone Running Shops, uh, Greg Lemon, and also 217 Marathon Runner and I think it was his first Olympic trials this year, Dylan Marks. So welcome guys.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks. Hey. <laughs>
0: It's a privilege to have you guys on the show, so thanks very much for joining me. Now, um, I don't know which one of you wants to go first, but um, I've introduced you a little bit, but if you could tell me a little bit about who you are and where you've come from in sport and business, that would be wonderful.
1: Um, I guess I'll take the lead on this one. So, yep, my name is Greg Lemon. Um, I I guess come June is going to be our eighth year anniversary, so we own two shops, my buddy Chad and I, and Julie now, Um, and so our original store opened up in a neighborhood called North Park in San Diego, and so yeah, it'll be our eighth year anniversary come June 1st, Um, and then we were fortunate enough to open up a second location in Pacific Beach, and that one will probably be maybe a year and seven months come June, Um, and yeah, it's pretty much it. And then, um, yeah, I've been running since I was a wee lad, um, since I was seven years old, I started, uh, running, uh, organized track and field. Um, originally I was a sprinter and as you age ever so gracefully, your mileage increases. <laughs> and so now I do distance, I guess. But, um, yeah. No, that's great. And
0: uh, yeah, the, the age is caught up with you, like in terms of facial hair, you've got kind of a rum burgundy thing going on there.
1: I've been growing this since I was 17. I have not shaved
0: so this is (laughs) brilliant and Dylan who are you (laughs) yeah so
2: I'm a Dylan Marks here uh San Diego native born and raised um and upon uh kind of finishing college uh and doing a little bit of coaching in uh cross country and track at the collegiate level I've uh, recently moved back to San Diego. Um, I was up in Utah and uh, Idaho for a few years but move, moving back um, uh, just over a year ago now I moved back and uh, kind of started up with uh, this whole marathon journey which has been maybe the most success I've had uh, in my running career but I ran all the way from high school through college and kind of um, played around on the trails and now uh, given a serious shot at the the road and uh road racing um and now um in the past five months I've made my marathon debut and uh followed it up with uh, the second marathon being uh, the U.S. Olympic trials in the marathon um and had some good success there which uh, I don't know if we'll touch that a little more later but um yeah one of the I guess uh <laughs> to brag a bit one of the top runners in San Diego and um in, and in California now. So it's kind of fun and uh, working at Milestone Running uh, for Greg and um, Chad and Julie. And uh, it's, it's been an awesome part of the, this year's training. Uh, it's kind of made it happen with the, the lenience to um, work my training schedule, uh, maybe optimize it and um, be able to put that at the forefront of, of everything and then have um, some kind of income that supports um, and also, a community there too.
0: Yeah, it's incredible that Milestone provides that um, for you and having experienced that myself. It's, it's an unbelievable community across those shops that you've got, and it was a, a real privilege to run with yourself as well, Dylan. I realise it was on your easy day. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that. Now, um, obviously, you've mentioned the Olympic trials. I've got some notes here, so I'm just going to read from these because there's, this is a long question. Um, Tell me about the journey to the Olympic trials, sort of before, during, after the race, uh, the kind of the mix of emotions and thoughts that you were going through and how you dealt with and, and processed all of that. Yeah,
2: so uh, like I said, the last maybe five months or so, uh, maybe six months now, kind of uh, the qualifying race was in December. So um, there's uh, maybe some, there's a lot of uh, uh, what ifs and um and I, some sur- surely I had confidence going into that qualifying race. Um, and then getting it done was a huge confidence builder. Um, and that's kind of the, um, yeah, qualifying, you know, you, you do the thing and then you're, you're uh, you know, you're now one of the top, uh, maybe it was, uh, you know, top 200, 300 guys in the country, uh, which is kind of neat with how many, you know, 300 million people we have. So that's a huge confidence booster. And then so from then on, you know, the confidence was there and uh, just a matter of getting the training in. And um, I tell you, San Diego is a fun city. So uh, there were some later nights that weren't maybe conducive to training uh, or performance, um, going out and having beers with friends and stuff. Um, Maybe uh, in a way detracts from uh, the performance. But I think like the mental space, you know, as long as you're having a light heart and everything like that, um, I think training often goes much better if you're not overstressing things. So uh, finding that, that balance in between uh, December 8th, which was uh, the first marathon, and then the second marathon was due um, the last day of February, um, there's a, a little bit of a, a down period where you kind of let yourself relax, um, enjoy the spoils of accomplishing something, um, and then you get back to work and it's, uh, kind of a short turnaround for marathon blocks. If people are familiar, uh, a lot of people maybe think optimal training plan is maybe up, up to 16 weeks of, of a build, but we had that go into, you know, maybe eight to 10 weeks, uh, yeah. to get ready for this marathon. So, uh, probably, yeah, probably kept it around maybe 10, 10 weeks, um, maybe nine weeks, I started getting serious. And um, and then just, uh, that's the beauty of, uh, of sport is uh, a lot of the times um, you're ready or not based on kind of what you do. Um, granted, you're not getting injured. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, you know, if you show up, you put the work in, uh, it gets done. And then uh, sometimes, uh, I, don't, I don't maybe believe in luck, but uh, sometimes you're fortunate enough to have good friends along the way and uh this is once again uh, I heard uh, Iman uh reference like um bc is before covid or uh bq uh before quarantine but um either way uh before you know separ- uh, separation and so um social distancing we could get together with a group and uh i had maybe slightly cultivated a group of maybe five or six guys that would get together regularly that were in the same ballpark of um, marathon goal times and stuff. So we'd get some good work in and then actually Greg and uh, his friend John, our friend John, um, we're out there uh, documenting and shooting some uh, footage and uh, taking some pictures of us during this, uh, some of our big workouts, which was actually very uh, motivating because I joke that uh, nobody wants to look bad on camera. And so uh, nobody wants to drop out of a, a workout on camera. So uh, we actually got some pretty, uh, pretty savage uh, workouts in um, just, just purely because we didn't want to drop out. So uh, I think that was a, a blessing, um, more so than uh, we expected. And so um, some of that, it just really was like the perfect storm coming together. And um, I knew I was fit, um, and I knew I had a high ceiling after the first marathon I came through, feeling good, um, but also felt like there was a lot more in the tank. So um, yeah, it was exciting, almost all pure excitement, not many nerves um, and just having a good group coming into, you know, work was coming in and uh, or I'd come into work and that was purely more um, more feeding the ego and, uh, and boosting the confidence. So um, it was just, yeah, kind of maybe, doing my part to surround myself with good people, um, good support, um, good support from friends and family at home as well. So, um, going into it was just maybe as good, um, as a, maybe, uh, like, uh, an amateur, uh, runner could ask for, it was perfect. And, um, and then, yeah, if you want me to keep rambling on into like (laughs) how, how the race went, um, and uh, and everything it was awesome. Um, had plenty of support uh, to get myself out to the race. Uh, lots of family and friends uh, helped, and we had a fundraiser go on. And um, Atlanta Track Club hosted uh, the race, and they actually made it a lot easier on a lot of uh, runners to get out there and compete in the trials, which was unprecedented. But it helped a lot of us. So once again, you know, very little stress going into it, um, which for we're covering mental health man that uh that cushioned a whole lot of us and um it mm. definitely was a relief and maybe prov- provided the perfect storm for the most fair um race day uh, all of us came in with you know a lot of stress off our shoulders as amateurs competing against a lot of um you know uh former olympians or other kind of um professional athletes that you know maybe had their uh, path already paved for them you know they still did the work to get there but you know it's a lot easier to do it when it's not on your own dime and um,
1: yeah. Dylan tell there. them say what um, Atlanta Track Club covered Is yeah so Atlanta
2: I yeah Atlanta Track Club like I uh, you know I uh, maybe glazed over uh, was a um, so Atlanta Track Club provided a hotel stay for us um, as we got out there and then also a Uh, travel stipend um, uh, for those that uh, chose to share a room Um, uh, and so I shared with a a friend and former college teammate um, so we shared rooms, so we got also you know half our flight covered uh, which was you know that's incredible to get out there and then um, yeah and then you know that's takes you know maybe cuts the, the price of travel and everything to get out there in half and um and then you you know maybe uh, focus on food and a few other things um along the way there so that it was incredible and um and kudos to them and uh i i hope that's a new standard uh for the the next um us olympic trials uh in the future um and so that's yeah it was incredible um and then they you know they had some meals set up for us whether it's them or USATF, but there was uh, there was meals, um, and we weren't uh, staying in a, in any shabby like hotel. They put us up in a proper hotel, and it was right next to start line. So uh, oh. we got to do a little bit of the course, and um, we we had two days where we got to do a little bit of the course. Um, it was just it was a surreal experience, and I've been racing my whole life and had never seen anything, um, you know. Remotely close to that, and I've, I don't know that I've heard of anything like that happen before where we were so well taken care of um, and I, like I said again, it was as even of a playing playing field as we could have hoped for um, and I think that's you know uh, also a part of where i ha- I was able to have a perfect day out there and um, kind of going into it um, I kind of had mentioned to people maybe um, I'm not too shy, so I'll I'll say the kind of the same thing to anyone um, that I just meet on the day, but people I knew, I would tell them maybe top 30, top 40 was kind of, uh, would be a a great day out there, and um, so I ended up 35th in uh, the U.S., which is is awesome. I I came in as uh, 113th ranked, and so ending 35th was... uh, hell of a day so i'm and i don't know I'm apologies if we can't <laughs> can't curse on here but it was a great day out there and um it was awesome we had um julie from milestone was uh able to travel out there and um several other san diegans my parents uh were, were able to make it um and then some uh other really close friends um two of, two of my uh longest and um best running buddies were out there you know um So it was was an awesome experience and just the the crowds out there, man, I was thinking maybe uh, there'd be, you know, a few thousand uh, spectators, but I mean, it was uh, probably, you know, um, probably like at least 50,000 people out there uh, lining the streets Uh, and it was on a great loop. So spectator friendly, Um, it was just maybe uh, 10 to 15 people deep along some of the parts of the streets as we came by. And uh, it was a very uh, vocal crowd. So it was, it was, I mean, just absolutely um, perfect storm. Uh, If anyone has a chance to go back and look uh, at video, you could even capture some of the essence of of the magnitude of it. So it's, it's awesome. Um, And, you know, uh, the U.S. is a pretty deep um, distance running country, so um, it, it kind of just showed that day how many uh, men and women were out there to compete. Um, and then just to kind of have a good day on, on the day, you know, it's uh one thing to have a good day on, um, a backyard, uh, half marathon, but to do it, um, you know, on the biggest day of the year was, was pretty rad. And, um, okay. I think 35th, um, you know, this year puts me in a great spot for four years from now. Um, I think, you know, I think there's some people that with similar um, accolades, um, you know, that do great, you know, four years later that are somewhere in that top 40. So um, I think um, kind of like your, your buddy, your roommate, um, I think I could be, you know, one
0: of the guys to watch uh, coming up in the future. So like you've, you've definitely got to back yourself and it, it sounds like you've done that. And was it Atlanta Track Club that you gave a shout out to there? Yep. Yeah. Atlanta Track Club. Um, Man, they uh, they
2: put on a show. So that's awesome. And uh, I had met a few of the, their representatives while
0: I was out there. But still, I mean, more, more and more thanks can go out to them. Yeah, brilliant. I'll make sure that um, we stick a link up uh, for them when this uh, goes out. And same for, for USAT as well. I know that's the governing body over there for you guys. Um, so yep. thanks very much, Dylan. That's really interesting and incredible work for for what you've achieved over the years coming from... And um, you know, working through college, working for Milestone, mm-hmm. and obviously producing two 217 runs in your first two marathons, which is insane. Um, so well done. Thanks. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And uh, Greg, now you run Milestone running shots. Um, tell me a little bit about that um, and how you're, you're pivoting at the moment during and COVID times to, to, to make things work and, and also to keep the interest of, of the runners that you've got as well, because you've got a big running following as well.
1: I, I think I'll say um, to start, I guess like Chad and I, when we started the company, uh, or that sounds really weird, like we're a big corporation. When we started <laughs> the stores, when we first started the store, um, honestly, we, were, we didn't have much, uh, we didn't have any funding we got a very small business loan, and we also had up one friend, Chad's friend who backed us a little bit and the first year, two years, we actually lived on my brother's sofas um and then like just kind of saving up, make sure that we had enough money to keep the store going and then luckily Julie came up um found us and she kind of demanded that she worked at the store and so we were forced to hire her <laughs>
0: and
1: she took over, but then from there we've been able to go grow very rapidly I guess but like at a comfortable pace and then with that we were able to be a little bit more strategic with who we hire and so we were able to get like amazing people like Dylan um, and people that kind of complement our personalities and kind of have our philosophy and bring the same energy Um, but also different energy because some of us are way up here some of us a little down here but there's a good balance and I feel very fortunate to have such like an amazing group of people to work with. So when this whole pandemic started to happen, like our first goal was to just kind of figure out how we could take care of those who work at the store and make sure that, especially those who have, who are used to, who are relying on us for their entire income or have rent to pay and things like that. So immediately it was just trying to pivot and figure out like where, where we can sacrifice give and take um, and we got very lucky a lot of the brands. So when you buy shoes or inventory, usually you have a 90 day period or 30 to 90 day period to pay your bills um, and all the companies reached out to us. And for the most part, were giving us an, all the running stores and extensions. So a lot of our bills were not due for another 60 to 90 days after that. So that was super helpful. Um, luckily, we didn't have to take advantage of that. Um, but what we did was So in California, I think it was early March, um, stay-at-home orders were placed and non-essential businesses were forced to close. And so we were considered non-essential. But the way that you can get around that is we did curbside and delivery service. Um, We don't have an online website where you can pick and choose and go through our inventory. Um, And so we were kind of nervous to see how that would play out. Um, But it was like, hey, you can text us, you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, call us. We'll take any order. You can pick it up from the store. We'll deliver to your house, um, whatever we can do. And we weren't sure how that was going to play out. Um, but we got really, really so we're just so fortunate to live in a community like San Diego and North park. Um, cause the number of people that reached out to us really quickly to order stuff was really cool. Um. yeah so we had a ton of support and like people just ordering shoes that they definitely didn't need where like people would order like two pairs of shoes and then they'd call back next week and be like hey I, can I get another two pairs I'm like you just ordered you don't need any more shoes like, for you guys I'm like all right that's really cool so um, we had a ton of stuff like that like even there this one woman I can't remember her name because she messaged us on Instagram but she immediately ordered two pairs of shoes and then like some apparel and I had never seen her before. And she was like, Hey, I just moved out here, but I just like what you guys do. I've heard a lot about you guys and I want to support and make sure you guys are around. So that was, just a really good feeling. Um, so yeah.
0: Uh (laughs) It shows that you add like a huge amount of value to the community, doesn't it? It's not just about the fact that you're trying to make a profit. That's not what you're about. I know Um, from having spoke to you when I first came out there that you really value people you know you want to create community uh, and that's what you're about and that's what you've created at Milestone Running Store isn't it and um, tell us a little bit about um, your running background and the community that you have created out there.
1: Um, Yeah I think um, I mean personally and I think like with our store it is it definitely is not so much about which is going to sound weird because we are a business, but not making like a profit <laughs> and being some big old conglomerate, you know, it really is like community-based. Um, we love to get to know everybody. We do ton- like we donate tons of shoes and we, I don't know, we do a lot of things that we don't talk about, I guess, for community-based things and try to kind of stay under the radar with that stuff, but just, I don't know, do do the right thing. I feel like is what we always try to do. And I'm lucky, lucky to work with Chad and Julie um, because they always, it's always in agreement. Like there's never a power struggle of any kind. It's always like, no, 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 that's the right thing to do. Whether it's support our employees the right way or the community or whatever it is. Um, but with that being said, like um, our biggest, probably most successful thing are our social events. Um, and we tried to make it so it's not just like serious runners where you have to run a two seventeen marathon, Dylan. <laughs> but like it's uh although Dylan did ruin our social run club because all of a sudden all these elite people started showing up and it just became really competitive. Yeah. <laughs> and then like everyone was like, I'm too slow to run at their store and never. Then we that. All- <laughs> but like, uh, stage, you know, our run club is like it's totally just a social event we always go out afterwards we t- always like people get intimidated and, like it's just a three or five mile route on our wednesday wednesday run in particular where we currently will bc um uh, we were averaging like 120 to 150 people every single wednesday um through, even throughout a san diego winter whatever that means um <laughs> winter (laughs) 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 it's not winter
0: (laughs) it's not winter
1: (laughs) you know it gets into the 60s that night and it gets (laughs) wicked cold um but um yeah it's one of those things where people come and i'm like hey we're doing a three mile route five mile route you can choose and then people like who are new to running will kind of freak out i'm like you know you you can go out you can walk you can run a mile come back no one's out there telling you what to do it's just be here be with the group get outside maybe talk to some people if you don't feel like talking anybody don't like um but it's just to get people active san diego is a city of transplants so it's a good way to just meet like-minded people too um but yeah and i I, my running background is not thrilling like dylan's um but yeah (laughs) no,
2: <laughs> Greg has got some some accolades. I see, I see.
0: What accolades does he got?
1: No, I mean I, nothing really. Honestly, I just I just started I got for I was fortunate. I started running. Um I was introduced to track and field at seven. Um and then kind of continued. I loved running track. Um and then continue I was fortunate enough to Receive a scholarship to run the 200 and 400 at UC Riverside, a smaller Division One uh, school. Um, but luckily, when I was there, like Brenda Martinez, who actually made the Olympic team in the 800, uh, she ran there. She was by far our best athlete. Um, and then Chad Hall's younger brother ran with us um, as well. But I, I, I was just a dude. <laughs> Ryan, Ross, younger brother, <laughs> getting paid to take left right, turns, right. as okay. would say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, that's really cool. So, I mean, to get a scholarship, you, you're going to have to be pretty quick. So, in comparison to Usain Bolt's 200 meter time of what was it, nineteen, nineteen, or something like that, where were you at?
1: Well, very competitive with him.
0: Very. <laughs> 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 I'd still be in the starting block. So you're okay. <laughs> oh, now um, sorry, Carson.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's a big gap. But it, luckily, it was able to pay, help pay for some school, and um, and it also just like instilled like my love for running, which is also why we have a store, and then why we can kind of hopefully bring that kind of like spirit. And keep, I don't know, that passion alive for running.
0: Obviously, you know, this series is about sport and mental health. And would you guys, uh, I don't mind if it's both of you or either of you, um, sharing your experience to do with sport and mental health and maybe how um, running uh, and any sports that you have done have helped you through any sort of tougher times?
1: Do you want to take this, Dylan, or...?
2: Uh, yeah, I can. I could start. Um, yeah, certainly. So, um, kind of, yeah. Um, like I said, I ran through high school and ran through college and now still running, but uh, along the way, there's, um, certainly a fair share of injuries, um, kind of high school, um, high school was maybe uh, several injuries, but, uh, mostly, mostly, um, uh, kind of success and, uh, nothing, nothing too bad. Maybe missed um you know several races at, at worst uh but still had a really good prep career um good enough yeah i was like good enough to look into running in college um and then kind of uh, throughout college um the first half of college was a, a few I- injuries here and there which i mean just as an athlete but you know the last thing you want to do is uh, you know uh miss out um on races and even training is something that Um, we start to miss, um, you know, and really, uh, college athletes, you know, there's this, um, almost this time clock that we're, um, somewhat self-imposed and depend on the, on the coaches, you, you get pressure, you know, just from all sides. And it's kind of a trickle down pressure from, um, just, yeah, the whole school system. It's, it's pretty tough and, um, maybe not perfect. You know, you got the president of the, of the entire college, pressure on administration to put pressure on the coaches not coach um you know good coaches um know how to weather that and um and kind of diffuse some of that pressure and not mm-hmm. just place it on the athletes but then some you know i think every coach slips up at some time so some of that pressure you know um to perform and uh, push through injury uh, was reflected a lot on us um, a couple of different times in in my uh, collegiate athlete career um and so you know upon um you know getting uh transferring from junior college where i started um and had a good career uh to a four-year college uh to finish up i had a fair amount of struggles with um you know uh training and adapting to training and possibly ramping up and getting excited as it was going so well um maybe um I think there's a term we, we use like fry yourself, you know, just kind of like the, you know hardwire, it just gets fried your circuits in your in your brain and your um, your morale, whatever that is, your your mentality. If you're just not um, able to um, weather that storm, you you definitely can overdo it and uh, overcook yourself there. So I think somewhere along there, I think between um, whatever having a bad breakup. Um, being away from home uh, for the first time um, and then just running for the first time um, uh, being out of control like out of my hands um, I think I maybe put in the most training ever there um, maybe time wise uh, and certainly I think effort wise it just wasn't translating to performances um, and that was coming off you know directly off of setting some personal bests um, to you know, just have really no control of it. And, uh, mentally just, um uh, being, yeah, kind of. And then we, uh, yeah, we kind of lie to ourselves and we, we say we're okay. And that's, yeah. you know, in order to tell other people that we're okay. Um, but I think, you know, certainly, and, um, having a good group of friends post this, we've realized that and that's what was going on. Um, but had a really tough few years transitioning, um, after, after, you know, this whole lull, um, you know, digging a hole um, and not having the right support group around, um, having great friends out at, in college, out there, you know, great friends, but maybe not the right influences. Sure. Um, and, and then uh, maybe just like the stigma of, of having mental, social problems right there. Um, with sports, with being, uh, you know, just being a male, a male yeah. athlete, whatever it is, um, you know, there's, there's certainly resources in colleges, uh, free resources to, to go, um, check out and even just to talk to someone, um, talk to, you know, uh, I don't know if it's a psychiatrist or just, uh, you know, some ears, um, that, uh, a lot of these school systems have, uh, that are free and, um and certainly useful just at the time as you're a young 20 something uh there's no way you know that um that we're raised uh thinking that's okay to to go into and so you know self-help um as a as a young person you know you're you're just burning the candle at both ends um so yeah so some struggles there and it took a few years and uh tried a few different things like going um going out and um helping as an assistant coach uh, with a college team and seeing how the head coach there dealt with things um, who I already respected but upon uh, seeing how he he interacted and he um, uh, navigated things and uh, pushed his athletes in maybe all the right ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And then things such as like so so simple as um, our athletes during um, uh, exams, big exam weeks, um, finals weeks, uh, I don't know if, if that translates the same over in the, the UK, but, you know, our final exams, um, we, yeah. we would almost uh, kind of, like, cancel our practices, have the kids just run on their own, um, and then, you know, and it almost always lines up that exam uh, final exams are right before big uh, big meets, um, and, like, <laughs> conference weekends or championships, uh, yeah. and so, you no know, somehow, we'd, we'd you know, cancel practice, not meet up. Um, but then the athletes would perform so much better after that. And, you know, it took it, uh, it took us, you know, a try or two to, to figure that out, but then to, to have a coach so okay with backing off and taking his hand off of something um, and letting, letting these young adults um, prioritize what, you know, what their focus is, what they go to these schools to do, um, and for them to, you know, prioritize that, keep their, you know, their sanity, and not dig the hole any deeper, for me to maybe translate that into my own philosophy and training sense, Um, and so I think, yeah, I think along the way there, those, you know, um, subsequent years um, after having, you know, which I think, you know, I'd, I'd consider it depression, you know, it's, uh, I guess, yeah, depression is maybe not black and white, but more of a gray. So some, some slight depression there. Um, I think I, I learned a lot of things, which now I think have, uh, birthed some of my best training cycles where if, uh, if there is a stressful time or if there's anything, um, I'm dealing with that, you know, doesn't, that I, I don't let, you know, on my show on my sleeve, um, I go ahead and you know I'm I'm able to back off and um, have a day off of training or a couple of days off of training and come back full strength mentally and then you know your body's just going to count it as rest. It's not going to um, it's not going to know the difference between um, you know 70 miles uh, a week on uh, six days or you know um, 85 miles a week on seven, you know, it's not gonna know it missed that, you know, it's still gonna count it as rest and it's still gonna count it as you got the work. So, Um, so some definitely valuable things and that I think, you know, unfortunately took some, um, some tough mental times, but uh, I think certainly have proven um, and have made me really tough through, you know, these, this marathon training's uh, not all uh, glamorous, you know, so, so getting deep into a workout and having a bit of a chip on your shoulder. Um, having, you know, uh, like a, like my college career didn't end glamorously or anything like that. So um, having that chip on the shoulder um, in some of uh, my recent training blocks has been great. So trying to turn uh, some, some mental uh, rough patches into uh, some mental strengths has been, um, it's been awesome. And I think that's, that's gonna maybe make me a a good, uh, a good coach Uh, when I returned to that aspect so um, and just for self uh, self self-help has definitely strengthened uh, myself and talking with friends through things has been
0: it's been excellent so that's unbelievable like thank you for for sharing what you've shared there I know it's not always easy doing this kind of thing but as you said the journey that you've been through has actually made you a much stronger and tougher person and to be able to talk about it in the way you have really shows that you've you know, journey through that well. And and so I hope that the, uh, I was going to say users then, but the people watching this um, sort of appreciate, you know, where you're coming from and can take those top tips away to help them on their journey, whether that's in running sport or just generally in their, in their everyday lives. So thanks very much. Um Now, Greg, if we move back to yourself, I just wondered if you had any top tips at this time, um, a little bit similar to Dylan, um you know, to stay physically and mentally well uh, whilst we're going through the coronavirus and just beyond as well.
1: Yeah, I think um I think right now because everything I mean, I have no idea what day it is kind of thing, you know like
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> but I think, they all merge um, into one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um I I do think it's important to stay regimented and kind of like obviously behind me is just like my workout calendar. And I do that just to make sure that I kind of stay disciplined. Um, and also just kind of gives me something to like some goals, even though there's no events right now to train for, but just like, I don't It, it allows like my mental, allows some clarity I guess, um, in this time. Um, so I think it's important to just kind of stay, stay in tunes. Um, and, you know, kind of just stay focused. Um, yeah, because it is tough right now, but um, especially right now when you're kind of aimless, aimlessly training um, or running, uh, but just getting an opportunity if you can to get outside and taking some fresh air and you don't even have to like go out for a run, but just go outside for a walk. Um, I think it's really, really important and don't just stay glued to the TV watching and reading some whatever negative news might be out there and just kind of Taking, getting some fresh air, really. Um, I think that's really
0: important to get the fresh air, to get some structure into your day and to come away from screens as well. I think that's very relevant. But just on the subject of screens, now I've been watching the Tiger King and (laughs) it's it's a little bit surreal. It's it's quite addictive to watch. What what are you guys watching at the moment on Netflix during this time? Uh, I, I know we're trying to get away from screens, but it'd be nice to hear. What what are you digging into? Well, I think uh, certainly
2: one of the, the main things about getting away from the screen that Greg mentioned was like the negativity. So, um, so also uh, let me let me clarify for uh, for our international friends, uh, Tiger King doesn't <laughs> represent us. <Yeah>! So, <laughs> so that's uh, important clarification. But um, but I certainly think that uh, keeping the positivity. So. Um, I, I've gotten into Community, uh, which is a series which is uh, absolutely silly and, uh, and ridiculous. And it, um, it maybe just yeah, highlights um, the, the importance of uh, group and friends um, in just like a fun, um, silly. It's almost uh, like The Office, um, but uh, based in like a, a college setting. Um, but just it's just absolutely silly and um, and I think that's helped uh, to lighten the mood and it's just like 20 minute episodes that just um, that lift your day up and uh, set the mood right if you start the day or end the day like that it's it certainly helps I think uh, with the mental space
0: what about you Greg
1: (laughs) I I guess this will play along the like the mental health thing so uh, I believe in like my for my, my apartment for example or your home um making it like your sanctuary you're there especially now we spend more time here than ever um, so i think it's really important to just like make it feel like home make it feel relaxed make it so you have a clear mind just less clutter so <laughs> i've been watching a lot of uh shows on like building things uh home remodeling um gardening <laughs>
0: I've been doing
1: a lot of like at home. Uh, I built like this this garden box, you know. Like so, there's like a bunch of things. I'm trying to. I'm using my time to construct things. Also, Marie Kondo my apartment and clear out a lot of things. So this, that is what's going on in my life.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Especially with the guys next door constantly building that apartment that you've been telling me about. It's a it's a real joy for you at the moment, right? Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> oh man. <laughs> do you guys uh, did you guys watch any of the The Last Dance? Uh, oh, yeah. on Michael Jordan and the
0: Balls? I've seen uh, I think I've seen the first couple of episodes. I think it was himself and then is it Pippin that they mm-hmm. were talking yeah, about? Tippin. Yeah, yeah. And um my it's awesome.
1: <laughs> I, I will say yeah. this, So I watched The Last Dance and uh, Westworld. Those are the two shows that I'm <laughs> addicted to. Good. And that's... that's... Good, yeah. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a good shout, yeah. The Michael Jordan stuff that I have watched the first couple of episodes were incredibly inspiring. Um, I've not watched Westworld yet. Uh, I am keen to watch... Um, there's a documentary. I'm not sure if it's just on BBC in the UK. Um, but on one of our boxers called Tyson Fury. ends um, there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, very inspiring. I like that. Say that again. I'll watch that. Gypsy King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He's class. Tyson and, Fury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also Conor McGregor as well, the Irish UFC um, fighter. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah notorious
2: Uh, that's yeah that's also very inspirational I think all all us athletes can kind of try to emulate some of these like uh, mental spaces and that um, even just watching um, it's got to rub off a little bit and take away the positives and some of that confidence which uh, is sometimes like it's hard to um, build yourself if you kind of watch and you emulate some of these guys it it certainly helps and both of those two guys you know, ultimate confidence, which then manifested in, uh, you know, performance. So I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it's so good. Um, now, just to, to finish, to come into land, if you like, um, could you tell us your social media handles and websites and so on? Now, I've spotted um, probably about two minutes into this video that Dylan has been quite clever and put his social media <laughs> handle in his name for the whole thing. There it is. It's spot. so if you haven't yeah. spotted it already it's there <laughs> yeah but where else can people support you dylan and uh, and then if we go on to gray yeah so uh so i put it down there uh, and
2: spelled it out uh a-m-a-r-x-s-o-n but that'll be on instagram um that's where i'm most present um but uh yeah it's kind of having this new um uh, level of performance i'm probably gonna have to bre- branch out a bit more but that's gonna be the most common place to to find me and uh try to keep a, a good uh light-hearted uh time on Instagram um and so that's yeah um definitely give it a follow and uh, uh and anyone uh that has questions you know uh reach out and uh I I've gone through some things you know not ultimate um expert but um Definitely can uh, share share some things with you if you guys have any questions. Slide in the DMs, um, or d- anytime you're in town, you know, um, come out to Milestone and I'm sure, Greg will plug that.
0: On <laughs> see you, Greg.
1: Just like Dylan, mostly Instagram is where he posts a lot of information, and then uh, and then Facebook, which Facebook we tend to use as more of like true information of it can be anything from like workouts to um, like, I don't know, really good running articles or just really offbeat stuff too. Um, and then Instagram, we don't tend to take ourselves too seriously, so a lot of times it's just information of different events we're doing. Um, currently, so we have a store dog. Uh, her name is China. this tiny little Boston Terrier, and she's 16 and everyone is always concerned about her. So at the moment, I typically will just post a photo of whatever she's doing at that moment to ensure everyone that she's still alive. Um, (laughs) also just to keep things lighthearted so usually I do a lot more stuff information but right now I'm just it's mostly dogs so if you like Boston Terriers like old old Boston Terriers our Instagram milestone running is it's what you want Um, and eventually we'll have a YouTube channel working on that right now too so uh, but right now Facebook Instagram
0: fantastic well Thanks very much for joining me today, guys. I've really appreciated uh, you chatting for the uh, In Triathlete YouTube channel, and um, and for the sport and mental health uh, series as well. That's that's been really key, and it's been really great to hear about your your story, uh, Dylan, and how you got to where you are, and Greg also about milestone running and the amazing community that you've created out there. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to visiting you guys and. Grabbing an ale and an ice cream and hopefully going on a run, but maybe not in that order. Yes, yes. Thanks, Ian.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, Ian.
0: It's a pleasure. Now, guys, um, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, Stay tuned. There's going to be more episodes coming up. For now, if you can pop down to the subscribe button and hit that now, you're going to see more great interviews like this. Also, like the video, and remember to follow me via the at Ian Triathlete handle on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, and of course, here on YouTube. Thanks guys. Take care.